to the 13th Sign Podcast. I'm your host, Elise, and I'm here with Billy. Yes. And As always. Having, yeah. We're actually in a different studio this time. We're not in our car. Yeah, we're not in our car, and we're not in Elise's old apartment. We actually have a dedicated room now. Yeah, we're professional. We have a real studio. It's just not microphones yet. <laughs> yeah. Microphones will be coming soon, hopefully. Yes, we're getting there, one step at a time. Mm-hmm. We're you in can, the... um, If you want to sign up to our Patreon. <laughs> it doesn't exist yet. <laughs> it doesn't exist yet. If you want to just send us some money, that's also fine. <laughs> yeah. DM me, I'll give you my bank details. Yeah, we need an Amazon wish list. <gasps> totally. Yeah. It would just be all the astrology books. <laughs> yeah, and, mi- and microphones. <laughs> yeah, and a microphone, and yeah. Anyways, today we're going to be going through the houses. This is the third one in our educational one. We did the signs and then we did the planets and now we're going through the houses. So hopefully after this episode, um, if you haven't already, you'll be able to fully understand your own chart. Fingers crossed. Maybe not fully, but like but the, to, to some degree. <laughs> Good one. Yeah. We'll Good. go on to degrees in, in a future <laughs> episode if you don't know what that means. But first, you want to do a little, little catch up? How have you been? Pretty good, just settling into the new place, doing up the studio, which looks pretty cute and comfy. We're like on pillows on the floor. Very tourist vibe. So hot today in Australia, it's disgusting. We've just got a fan on us. Hopefully, you can't hear the fan. But yeah, I refused to turn it off. Yeah, we were gonna turn it off, but I was like, I'm I'm gonna get angry like two minutes into the podcast. <laughs> it's when I get hot, I get really frustrated. It's like that hangry feeling when you're, like, hangry. You're, like, just so annoyed. But it's, like, I'm like that when I'm hot. I'm hangry as well. But, like, (laughs) you are a tourist. I am a tourist, yeah. (laughs) When it's cold, I get super hypo. But when it's hot, I'm just, like, leave me alone. Yeah, well, when it's it's cold, you want to – you get hypo because you need to run around and do things to warm up. Totally. But um, just so you understand the vibe of today's episode, it's being filmed while both the sun and the moon are in Scorpio, so – Yay. It's going to be a very, very Scorpio vibe today. We're hopefully. probably going to get emotional. Hopefully not. But, like, not super emotional, but, like, hinting emotional. Yeah, but, like but you not. won't be able to pick up on it. Yeah. It'll just be subtle emotions. How are you, Billy? Um, I've been good. I'm interested to see how my emotions go with the moon being in a water sign again. Being pregnant and having the moon in, in a water sign is just a struggle bus. I much prefer it when it's in an earth or an air or a fire sign. <laughs> Any other sign. <laughs> Any other sign. Because, you, you know, the the trouble is, is it goes from a water sign into a fire sign. So it can be quite emotional and then it just turns into anger and frustration yeah. very quickly if I haven't dealt with all of the emotions that I was feeling when I was in that water sign. So I go from, like, crying to having a very, very short fuse. So mm-hmm. I just... I like I like for that to finish and then I'll just go chill out in my air sign and then my earth mm. sign and then I'll then it starts. Mm. <laughs> All right. So as we've said before, um, your chart looks like a pizza <laughs> or a pie or a, <laughs> or a pie or a cake. Um, it's divided into twelve equal slices of deliciousness. Delicious. <laughs> um, so your uh, chart starts off at your ascendant. So that's also your rising sign, if you've heard that being thrown around. That's where your um your chart starts, basically. Mm-hmm. And that's depicted off of your time of birth. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know your time of birth and you're using whole sign charts to figure it out, then it would start off of 
your it's your ascendant's always your sun sign when you use whole sign. Yeah. That's why, yeah, it's super important to have your time because I had an instance the other day where I was doing my friend's chart. Shout out to Kezia. She hasn't listened to the episodes yet because her phone's broken, but she's going to love it when she does. Anyways, like I've known her my whole life and she gave me, well, I just wrote in her information because I know all of her information except for her time. time. Anyway, so I was waiting for the time and I was looking at, at her chart and I was like, no. Nah this isn't her chart. Yeah. Like, it, she's got to be born in the afternoon or something like that. And then I can't remember what date, what time it was, but, um, yeah, like five, ten minutes later, she gave me her time of birth. And I was like, yep, that's better because everything moved from, like, being in, like, the first, second house or whatever to um, and the 12th to the 4th, 5th, and 6th. And that's, like, just so her. Yeah. Like, 100% her. She's just, like, family – homebody, just, like, routines of the day. And you know. she's the one that has the two kids. Yeah, she's got two gorgeous little girls. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, as soon as I saw her chart with the actual time, I was like, oh, this is so Kezia. Like, it's it's so wild because we literally thought we knew everything about astrology. Did we? <laughs> well, we thought we had a good... We thought we had a pretty good understanding and we knew nothing about houses. Unless you know the houses, you don't know where what lights up that mm. certain thing. Like, for example, my husband is an Aries moon. If you know him, you, an Aries moon... Like, if you know him personally, an Aries moon just doesn't really make sense. Like, mm. it, it's kind of confusing because he doesn't seem that... He's very chill. He's so calm all the time. Like, whenever we're having an argument or whatever, he always remains really, really level-headed, doesn't, like, do – he's just – He doesn't seem like an Aries moon, you know. He doesn't, like, get angry or lash out or have a fiery temper. And he doesn't make, like, decisions personally, um, like, with relationships and stuff. He doesn't make decisions quickly or anything. Like, he's very stable. Mm. But his um, moon is in the 10th, which we'll go into it, what the 10th house and everything means. But as soon as I understood houses and understood what that meant, it just made it make complete sense. Yeah. So, like, I feel like it's, like, another layer where – you can add it into your repertoire of knowledge and it's like even if something doesn't like even if you're like oh well maybe I don't believe in astrology because that doesn't really line up with me you just look into it deeper and deeper and then mm. it gets more and more specific and then more and more accurate and all of that type of stuff so it's really yeah. it's really interesting um yeah so as we said it starts off with your ascendant um if you're using Placidus we personally use Placidus for everyone that we know their birth time and then everyone that we don't know their birth time, we use whole sign. But there is people that just use whole sign strictly. And so it's it's up to you whether you want to incorporate the specific birth time or not. Yeah. But it makes sense because it's like, okay, your, your rising sign, your ascendant, it's the first thing you see. You know, mm-hmm. when you meet someone, you're like, you're like, oh, you know, they're really loud and obnoxious. So this is maybe a Leo or maybe a Aries or whatever. Um, And then it's sort of you go into the chart and you sort of get to know, like, the surface layers and then into, like, their different layers of the onion. Mm. Yeah, so there's 12 12 houses, 12 signs of the zodiac. First house, like the first sign of the zodiac, 
they're very similar. So it can often be like represented in Aries. So it's like it if you have an ascendant in Aries, your whole chart is pretty much like where in the house that it's supposed to be in. So we've got the first house. So this house is all about like your self, mm-hmm. your appearance and the way you come across and like your social mask. Mm-hmm. and your individuality so that's like yeah your ego just who you sort of are as a person people always see it as soon as soon as they meet you like if you have um like your mercury in the first house you're probably like really really forth like forthcoming with communication and all of that type of stuff if you have your venus in the first house you're probably like hopeless romantic <laughs> so mm-hmm. then we move on to the second house so um, this is sort of to do with, like, money, um, material possessions, self-esteem, values, wealth, and, like, what you value, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, Which makes sense because it's Taurus as Taurus, well. Yeah, the so, Taurus house. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just your personal resources and possessions. Do you have, like, any examples of someone's chart that you've looked at that's had a lot in the second one of my friends is an Aries, but she has her Mars in her second house, which makes so much fucking sense <laughs> because she's such an ambitious bitch when it comes to money mm-hmm. and, um, and like, the workplace and everything like that. So, like, that sort of – you can sort of look at the chart and be like, okay, well, Mars represents, like, ambition and work and passion, mm. and she's definitely fueled by money. <laughs> See, Elise and I are quite different. I like to get people's charts that I don't know because I kind of feel I feel like I'm intruding on people's lives. Like I don't really like to do like obviously I know your chart yeah. and my husband's chart, but like I'm not I can't like ask all my friends for their charts because I just I I know that it's a really intrusive question and I know that they don't know that. Yeah, they don't know that. <laughs> See, I. That's what I like about it. Because oh, because you're, you're a little Scorpio. Bitch. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I'm like, oh, well, just give me a chart. Yeah, like, it's totally fine. Like, it's nothing. It's not that, that big a deal. Yeah. And, and you're like, okay, now I know like literally every trauma that you've ever had. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, so I and like, you don't know that I know that. Yeah, <laughs> I know. and you know what to push to find out more information if you need to. Yeah, that's true. So what I like to do is I send my husband out, and he just gets birth times and birth. Like, he gets all of the information for birth charts for me, tells me a little bit about the person, then I look at the chart, and, t- and then I, I, like, I like to do it like that. Yeah, he does it, she does it with his work. <laughs> yeah, so, so, and they don't know about the podcast, so I can talk freely. Um, but he, one of the girls he works with, she has um, her Saturn in her second house and her North Node. And looking, like, and Saturn obviously is all to do with like boundaries and like limitations and all of that. And she comes from quite a wealthy family. So I think that her Saturn return will be really, really interesting to see how that money and like possession and all of that will affect her. Cause she like, she's still living with her parents and like living that lifestyle, even though that lifestyle isn't her, mm. you know? So I think she's going to have a really interesting journey. And yeah, I thought her chart was very interesting because I love to look at the second house, but then I also like to look at the eighth. Yeah. Because she had, eighth is, she had her Mars and eighth. Yeah, she had her Mars and eighth. And everything else was in the twelfth. So she yeah. just had a really interesting <laughs> chart. And wasn't she the one? Yeah, her Mars in the eighth and um, her North Node in the eighth. 
Uh, yeah, she, no, she, oh, wait. Did I get the north node and the south node mixed up? I think her south node was, yeah. Yeah, so her south node is in the second. So it was really interesting to sort of see that and be like, oh, so like. Because we haven't talked about nodes. So, so, oh yeah, so south node is your past lives and what you've had to learn in those past lives. Um, and your north node is sort of what you're supposed to be learning in this life. So um, it's interesting that that was in the second house, considering she comes from family money. Mm. Um, and then the north, the, the north node um, is in the eighth and as well as Mars. And, I mean, we don't want to give too much away, but we, we know she has a little bit of a issue with um, substance. Yeah, yeah. She has a, a little bit of an issue with uh, with alcohol. <laughs> you know, we probably made it sound so much worse than probably, they probably, probably think she's like a meth head or something. Yeah, and we're like, oh, like, oh, she no, drinks. It's just alcohol. She likes she to she's drink wine. wine. <laughs> she likes to drink wine, guys. She has two glasses. It's wild. Oh, yeah, it's it's wild. As we say, as we're like sipping on our soft drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that just made a little bit of sense because we were like, oh, maybe this, this, and this. Because I think it was really interesting for me to look at her chart and be like, this is the first time I've ever seen um, someone with like who's come from a money. lot of money, yeah. and it's like it was so wild because like every little thing in her chart just referenced family money and like having a dilemma between like choosing money or like what you actually kind of want to do and like all of that. So I'm really interested to see what happens with her Saturn turn. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be really interesting because like she'll probably like go freaking on a humanitarian mission or something like i like <laughs> yeah. that's what, that's what i kind of How see 97 96 96 so yeah. she's just she's having a jupiter return in the middle of this month mm. so that'll be interesting to see how she goes it's so wild that she doesn't even know yeah i know well because then i was talking to travis about it i was like oh my god this oh my god this oh my god this and he's just sitting there he's like because she was she was interested oh so, so he's she's... just like telling her all this shit and she's like oh that's a lot to digest yeah i was like just give me a second yeah i was like because i was like oh yes she's gonna have all of this conflict with money and like because it was even talking about her relationships with her parents and stuff yeah and i was just rattling it off and i didn't realize travis was just typing it away i'm like Literally, she's going to think I'm a crazy person because she has no context for yeah. what I'm saying. She's probably like, oh, this bitch is like a psychic or something and yeah. like whatever. No, it's just pattern And we're just, we're just reading the stuff. Like. Yeah. But anyways, moving on to the third house. So the third house, it's mostly to do with communication, siblings and neighbours, tricks, transport and your mind. So this is the Gemini house. Yeah, I love it. And it's also like, of course lo- you do. You're <laughs> Gemini moon. <laughs> Continue, oh yeah, because oh, I I forgot to yeah my my Gemini moon is also in the second. Is it? Yeah, oh, we, we were talking, right. talking about that the other day. Yeah. So I wouldn't say that I'm like a hugely financially motivated person, but when I see numbers go up in my bank account, <laughs> I get awfully excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have nothing in my uh, second house. Yeah, I just don't really give a shit about money. Yeah, honestly, but it doesn't mean there's nothing actually in my second house. But we'll go into that in another point in time. But anyway, the we'll third the third house, back to that. Um, the third house is first and foremost about communications and how a person listens, talks, and thinks. It's to do with our everyday life, our neighbours, siblings, things we do automatically, and short trips. It's about letters and books and how you say things, as well as why you say things. The sign on this house says a lot about how you 
sound when you speak, as does your Mercury. Fourth house is um, home and family, where you feel you, you belong. And security. Emotional foundations and being settled. Mm. So if you know people that are like me and just like want to get married and have kids as soon as possible, they probably have a lot in the fourth. Um, like I have, I have uh, my Venus in the fourth, which, which just makes that makes a lot of sense. Lot so of yeah, sense. that's your your home, your family, house. wanting security in relationships. Mm-hmm. Hence why I got married at nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got my um, my Neptune. And my Uranus in the fourth. So not sure what that means, but interesting. It says here that um, this house is quite important because without a place to stand emotionally, the personality cannot function. The planets in the fourth house reflect your family orientation and your ability to dig into the past in order to discover the roots of your beginning and how your father or mother was experienced. So it represents, it says it represents the father, but it says or a same-sex parent. So yeah, it would be my mum. The sign that relates is cancer as well, which yeah, just makes, relevant. makes a it's lot of the sense. the cancer house. Okay, now we're up to the fifth. Mm-hmm. Wow, we're powering through these. Oh, yes. I don't have... I'm, don't have anything in the fifth? Except for that stupid X thing that we don't know. I have my Saturn in the Pisces. Oh, have you got Pisces in, in the fifth? That's yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that. I don't. <coughs> yeah, I don't. Um, okay, so fifth house is all about romance, creativity, and kids. Fun, pregnancies, <laughs> sex, flirting, and risk-taking. Um, and also creation. Yeah, so and like self-expression like, and mm, stuff like that. Yeah. Do you have anything in that chart? In the fifth? No, I just have that stupid X. Actually, this is a good question. If any astrologers are listening to this, what the heck is a part of fortune? Yeah, we can't figure it out. We don't know whether We've it's the part of it. fortune or whether it's Earth. But it's, it's a circle with an X in it. Yeah. It doesn't have anything on... Time passages about it that we can find anyway. Yeah, it's just there chilling. And, like, mm-hmm. I've asked people about it. I've asked my coven group thing. And they say it's the part of fortune. I'm like, okay, but why does no one talk about that? Yeah, I feel like if it's there, no it's No one be references important. it. And I'm like, but even when you, like, get rid of all the asteroids and stuff in the chart. It's always there. It's still there. So I'm very confused. Yeah. No one talks about it. Um, but anyways, so um, the and fifth, this is the Leo house as well. Yeah, I was gonna say the fifth house is the Leo vibes, which makes any sense because it's like all self-expression and like me, 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 mm. and very much like what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I don't. Do you know many people with the eleventh fifth? <sighs> not specifically, not that I can think of. Yeah. I have so much. So it's so weird looking at other people's charts because. My chart is literally, I would say, like, 90, 80 to 90% in the first, um, 7th and 6th, mm. and then, like, a few here and there. But, like, when I see someone with, like, one in every single house, I'm like, what? What's that wrong? What is that experience? I mean, it makes sense to me because so much shit is in my 1st and my 7th, and it's, like, that's my internal battle constantly <laughs> trying to be that independent single beach but then also 
love relationships, so. Yeah, Billy has all the murderers in her, um, <laughs> in her archives, and I have all my friends. Because <laughs> I like to, I like to, like, oh, this is, um, work backwards, I think. I think I get the person, and I'm like, okay, I've known you my whole life, because most of my friends I've known my whole life. So I think that's why it's okay for me to, like, judge them. Not judge them. Oh, yeah, no, but just like go, okay, well, I know what happened at this time and I know what happened at this time because I was there for it, you know, and then I can sort of match that up and see Did the Did you patterns. say you had your satin in Pisces in the fifth? Yeah. Andre Chachki had his satin in Pisces in the fifth. Which one is that? Um, He's the butcher. He's the one that went around murdering children in, U- in Ukraine and digging out their eyes. Wow. <laughs> We should get married. Yeah. Is he still in jail? Oh, no, he's dead. I oh, okay. Thank God. And then um, Jacinta, the president of New Zealand, no, prime minister of New Zealand, she has her, her um, Neptune in the fifth. Okay, cute, cute. Cute. Okay, so moving on to the sixth. See, I always, sometimes I get my sixth and my seventh mixed up mm. for some reason. See, because I always, whenever I look at charts, I feel like, I feel like it's kind of like signs. I like feel like I gravitate gravitate. I gravitate towards certain ones a lot more than others. Like I'll really take note of what's in the twelfth, the tenth, the sixth, the fourth, and the first. Mm. And the other ones in between I don't really look at as, as yeah. much. When I really should, I need to be more I look too much at the eighth house. <laughs> yeah, you love the eighth house. <laughs> if anyone has to love hate relationships. No, but if anyone has anything in the eighth house, you're like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, are you okay? Mm. Yeah, so we're up to the sixth house. So the sixth house um, is to do with just your daily activities. So your daily work, health, routines, being of service to others, and your job situation. Yeah, because it's it's it matches up with the Virgo sign, which yes. just makes 100% sense because that's all Virgos are about. Literally, before I even knew about astrology, like I knew when I was getting into it, the one thing I was like is why am I the opposite of myself? I don't understand it, but that's mm. how my brain works. Like, mm. And so figuring out that I was a Taurus and then Scorpio also a stellium. Scorpio stellium makes so much sense because they're opposite. But also, before I knew what that was, I would sort of see, like, compatibility with your sun sign or whatever. And the compatibility was, like, Virgo. And for some reason, for the longest time, I was like, well, maybe that's the opposite to Taurus or something because, like, Taurus is all, like, chill and stuff where Virgo is like, let's do this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. Because I go through phases where I'm, like, chilling and then the next day or, or whatever for the next two weeks, I'll be, like, Virgo mode and I'll be, like, planning my day, planning my minute. Like, you know. Virgo moon is my favourite part really? of the moon cycle. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you feel it. No, I, like, the Virgo moon hits different. Yeah. Like, whenever whenever there's a Virgo moon is, like, that's the day that I decide, oh, I'm going to do shit. And, yeah. it's, and you know what I like? Is it's not like I'll I'll go to work at my really boring job and be like oh my god I feel so motivated to do this boring job. It's like because I like you have to do that anyway, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's like usually when I come home, especially being like pregnant and having all of those symptoms, I usually just want to like lay down, go to sleep, pass out, pass out, not do anything. But whenever the moon's in Virgo, I'm like no, I'm gonna. I'm going to study my astrology, I'm going to take the dogs to the park, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And, like, 
it's not it never feels like I have to do something it always just feels I'm so motivated yeah. I want to get shit done yeah so, especially when it's your side hustle it's like it's like it's just yeah. like ticking the boxes and you're yeah. like yes motivated you mm-hmm. know but then like the moon left Virgo and now I've got a lot of half finished pages oh yeah <laughs> in my, in my totally. book. so I like I need I need like I wish you could get Virgo energy in, in crystal and like <laughs> well, you can I just need it like I need, I need it to all the bottle up maybe got, I should charge my crystals next um Virgo full moon you should and see if I can just hold on literally to those just like hold it every day yeah. like give me Virgo vibes so I can get through the day yeah but also for people that know a lot of stuff about crystals I want to get your opinion on something like so you can get your breast milk made into a crystal oh my god <laughs> Oh, this was Elise's reaction when I suggested because I don't know a lot about crystals. But if I if it's not a real crystal, it's just I think you can just get it crystallized. Yeah, I don't, it's it, not it's not going to be like a real. Obviously, they're not going to store it in the ground for a thousand years and wait for <laughs> it to turn into something. I mean, you can. They're just going to like probably put it in a mold. Yeah, and exactly. make it look like like a crystal. You know what that that reminds me of? What? How you can make. <laughs> Don't know if I want to put this in the podcast. How you can make um, bread from oh your vagina. vagina. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So that's ba- basically on the same lines, you know. Yeah. No. No. They make beer now out of vagina yeast. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah. And then and then you use Thomas face masks. Oh, Revolutionary. Yeah. Nice. I yeah. Don't want that on my face. Well, it's a great face mask. It really rejuvenates. Mm. Is it? Um, so I have a lot in my sixth house, which is like kind of annoying, but like makes a lot of sense. Cause yeah, as I was saying before that, I always feel like I've had a lot of Virgo energy because I thought it was that opposite. Um, but that's just also because I've got my Mars in Aries in the sixth. Oh, that's such a vibe. Yeah. I literally. Like I'm just like, that makes so much sense. Ooh. Like just, yeah. Um, and then I've got my Black Moon Lilith, and then I've got my Mercury in Taurus. So Billy's just in the toilet, so I'm here alone. So let's have a look at her sixth house. <gasps> She's got her son in Scorpio in the six. See, She's back. She's back. Yeah, he, he either kicks outwardly, and then if I move and, like, squish him and he feels annoyed, he'll just, like, if, if he gets pissed off, he just stomps on my bladder. It's like he knows. Like, I'm, I'm dead serious. Like, when Travis was feeling, like, the other day, and he was pushing a little too hard on it, he just flipped over and started kicking me in the bladder. That's why after Travis felt some kick, I had to run up and go to the bathroom. <laughs> um, yeah, so do you want to say anything about your sixth house? Well, yeah, so I've got I've got my son and my Vista in, in the sixth house. I love, I love... Wait, show me your Vista. What does Vista look like again? It's oh, my you're favorite the one symbol. That you love. Yeah. I think the Vista symbol looks so nice. It just looks like a little fly. What's the Vortex one and the VX? Oh, Vertex. Mine's in Capricorn. Yeah, mine's in the the six as well. Um, Yeah, so that's the sixth house. So the first um, half of the houses, houses, same as as the Zodiac. Yes. Um, So they are your personal placements. So your personal houses. Mm -hmm. So then we move on to communal places. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so these that, ones are more community focused because like how um, the third house we were saying is like local community it's still like the small it's for those that did debating 
it's the first six is what you would get your first speaker to talk about, <laughs> and the second one's the ones that the second speaker talks about. Yeah. So it's more like, um, yeah, so the first six is like how you, I guess, communicate in your own brain as well, like mm-hmm. if, with the close people oh, around yeah, you. Yeah, a lot of internal people that you feel safe and secure with. Mm. Depends, depends on your sign as well, how open you are. Like a Scorpio will probably only have those three or four people, whereas like yeah. a Leo will probably consider their whole neighbourhood, their local... Their close friends. Their, yeah, their inner circle. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and then the next six houses are uh, to do with people, community... Stuff. Sorry, your seventh house starts at your descendant. Mm-hmm. So, um, so your descendant is... um. Your interaction, awareness of others. I don't know. I need an app. Me too. <laughs> I'm functioning this heat. Struggle. Okay. So the seventh house, which I seem to have literally all my fucking chart in. Um, so what do you have in the seventh, Billy? I've got my son in Taurus, my part of fortune or whatever the fuck that is. Um, my what was the one that you love? Vista. Vista in Taurus as well. My South Node in Taurus and my Venus in Gemini. Yeah, I have a lot too. I have my Juno, my Black Moon Lilith, my Pluto, my Chiron, and my Mercury. Mm. And everything but my Mercury are in Sag and my Mercury's in Scorpio still. So So your seventh house is about partnerships, business and personal, one-on-one relationships, marriage, alliances, and enemies. So if someone has a lot in the fourth and the seventh, they're usually very family orientated. Is like a good basic yeah. level and vibe. relationship focused, I guess. Yeah. That, you know. Yeah. So question. Yes. If you if you saw someone with their Saturn in the seventh, would you be like maybe coming their Saturn returns? Maybe they would have marital issues. I mean, that is maybe the first thing that you would think about because that's very literal literal yeah why do you have this no 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 i was just i was just curious about yeah see that, i don't like I, I just want people with satin with with a satin with a satin, with a satin place <laughs> no i just want people because i feel like that's one of the things that you need to prepare for but yes and well, i think and it just, might be <laughs> it might be some rude awakenings with relationships it doesn't necessarily mean marriages it could like mean really close friendships it could mean like it's it's not just your significant other it can be just really close people in your life um yeah like you know you you don't really know how how until it happens Mm. and so you can only prepare so much and I think also like deep down I think for yourself if you have that placement you might know your biggest struggles and what Saturn might bring for you. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think once you get there, you probably aren't surprised. Yeah. Um, but, like, having said that, people shouldn't, like, freak out or anything like that. Oh, yeah. I, lo- I love the juxtaposition between me and being like, you need to be prepared. It's coming for you. And, like, I'm, I'm like the end of the world person with a sign running around naked, only wearing a sign screaming, it's the end of the world, Saturn's coming to get you. And then you're like, you're like, it's fine. It's okay. Just breathe through it and you'll be all We've good. We've got the, the good good cop, bad cop going on. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I think I think even if you see a placement, like, I mean, often we see a placement and we're like, <gasps> but, like, we're just pessimistic or something. Like, I don't know. 
I think it's easier sometimes to see the bad. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's easier to see the bad than to see the good. And the bad's usually more dramatic. But every single... Every single sign, every single placement, every single house has a positive and it has a negative, and you've just got to no no one's chart is bad exactly unless unless it's your own chart then you always think that it's the worst chart in the world <laughs> unless it's my chart and then you really don't want it yeah <laughs> I'll try um no and so um. Because the seventh house is also tied to Libra, isn't it? Yes, Libra. Yeah, which so makes Libra a lot house. of sense with, like, the weight and the balance mm-hmm. and all of that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, definitely wanting wanting the seventh house energy. Mm-hmm. And then moving on to the eighth house. The eighth house. At least the one I have house. nothing in you, thank fuck. But it doesn't mean you get away with it, people. Um, okay, so. The what, eighth... what sign is in your eighth house? Nothing. Oh, a uh, uh, Gemini. Gemini? No, you have. Oh no. Yeah, no, it is Gemini. Gemini, what? Uh, what degree? No, what else is in that? Is, or is it just Gemini? No, literally, that's what I mean. Nothing is in that. No, 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 no. But you have your Venus in Gemini, so there must be another sign. Oh, you mean what? Yeah, I meant what other sign is in is in Gemini. Oh. oh no, your whole your whole thing is Gemini. Never mind, sorry. Yeah, that's also my only placement for Gemini. It's my Venus. Does that mean my Venus is in the eighth? Bitch, does that mean my Venus is in the eighth? No. Because it said, look where the, but look where the yellow is. See, this is what I'm confused. Look where the yellow goes. So wouldn't that mean? What Venus is, is in your seventh. Okay. But then stress. why is it in the yellow? Because that's the Venus area. Because your I Venus. I mean, the, not Venus, the Gemini. Well, wait, let me hold it there. Because, no, see where your Venus zero is? Zero degrees. No. Is that zero? Is it 20? No. Yeah, it's it's zero. You're zero degrees Venus in Gemini, so it's and your eighth house doesn't start until the fifth degree okay. in Gemini. So uh, you're, you're safe. I'm just in okay. If you're born a we've dodged a bullet. You know you want to double check your birth time, make sure that you got the minutes right because it wouldn't be because that's four degrees. So thir- and it changes. Wait, I've just got to do some quick maths. Um, because I. Yeah, I don't know my specific minute, so it's within. Mum always says five fifteen, but I and then sometimes I put five thirteen in just because I like the number thirteen. You want to make sure that your time's right. Fifteen minutes. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's why I thought it was fifteen minutes. Yeah, fifteen. But no, I think I'm in the margin of fifteen minutes because Mum always says five fifteen, but I'm always like, I've done anything from five. 10 to 5.15. Yeah, well, you'd still be safe because you've got 5 degrees. So that's 5 times 5.30, which is 75. So you've got 75 minutes. So you're all good. Yeah. But anyways, the 8th house is uh, birth, death, life's mysteries, rebirth, renewal, transformation, sex, and joint finances. And this is the Scorpio house. That's why I like it. That's why I hate it. Do you okay. want to say anything about the 8th house? Do you have anything to add? I have my Mars in in? In? Virgo. Capricorn. Oh, oh no. My Venus is Venus. in Virgo. Yeah, my Mars in Capricorn. I like, I like having. Beeps. Yeah, I like having my Mars Mars in oh, Capricorn in eighth. I think that that's a good placement. And then I also have my Vertex in Capricorn in eighth. Hmm. Um, just a side note, people who don't know what we're talking about when we talk about like Vertex and, I don't know, just Black Palace and, and come up on the roof. 
Okay. I don't know. I, I have all of the asteroids and everything in my chart. Yeah, so um, sometimes I change it, depending on if I want to know more information. But How hectic you want the lines <laughs> to look yeah. and how many aspects you want to have. Um, yeah, you can go into time passages if you're using time passages and choose... You should be the, using time passages. Yes, <laughs> we recommend. Or, or it, it, like, if you want to know your, your chart. Yeah, I recommend time passages for your chart... Not so much reading all the thingies because we've talked about it before that it's not specific because it just talks about it just talks about having Mars in the eighth house and then it talks separately about like having Mars in Capricorn. Yeah. And so if those two things were completely different, it wouldn't be relevant. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it's a bit more confused. Yeah. Like like when when I for example as we were talking about with my husband mm. reading Moon in Aries didn't make any real sense until we combined that information with the fact that it's in the tent, which it doesn't do in the app. It, it writes them separately. It doesn't yeah. do any combination. Yeah. That's why you need to um, pay a professional astrologer. Yeah. To I mean, usually, that. yeah, usually I like to read my chart or read the chart and write down what I think it means and everything. Mm-hmm. And then if I'm like, okay, well, I, I'm lost or I don't, know what else I think about it or whatever. Sometimes I might go into it and just, like, check the paragraph and see if I relate to anything. Because sometimes I'll read it and be like, I disagree. Yeah. Like, and which is fair enough because it's all your interpretation and stuff. And I think that it's really cool to, um, like, I feel like everyone knows more about their, like, when other people talk to me about their charts, um, if they have a similar chart to me, I'm really able to be like, oh, my God, I get that, I get that, I get that. But then it's like if someone has something that I just don't know or understand, I'm like, I feel like I have to fall back onto what's written information. Mm, yep. And I don't, I, I think that it's always best to kind of get the information off of the person to help you study it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because the writ- written stuff can be sometimes too generalised mm. or, or not. Um, okay, we're up to the ninth house. Um, so the ninth house is the Sagittarius house. So um, this is to do with travel, study, and the great cosmic quest, broadening the mind, gaining perspective, Ooh. and philosophy sometimes. Do you have anything in your um, ninth? Yes, I have a lot of monarch. Um, my Uranus, my South Node, and my Neptune, all in my ninth house in Aquarius. And also, how can the nodes be in retrograde? I don't know. Because my both my nodes are in retrograde. Which, yeah. Yeah, we haven't really super talked about super talked about. Wow, <laughs> I know words. Um, we haven't really talked about retrograde too much. Mine are in retrograde too. Oh. Yeah, it's so good to study your own chart because that. That way you can just, like, I don't know, you have, like, an inside scoop and you can go, okay, this means this, this means this. It's easier to do with yourself. Mm-hmm. Because you know people. you know how you feel. And especially, like, if you've got a lot in, like, the 8th and the 12th and stuff, it's or you're talking to someone that has a lot in the 8th and the 12th, that they're, they're going to know what that means a lot more than you do. Yeah. You ever could by looking at them on, on the exterior. Mm-hmm. Oh, Unlike the planets, the moon's nodes are moving in retrograde most of the time. Mm. So they move backwards on their normal trajectory. Collectively, we've had Cancer as the north node and Capricorn for the south node for the last couple of years, pushing towards the growth in areas relating to femininity, feminine pursuits, and the releasing of ideas of needing to work around the clock to 
climb social ladder Ooh. and providing work, wife while neglecting the home life. Interesting. Interesting. So, yeah, we learn something new every day. So they they relate to the moon. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay, so ten, the 10th house is the Capricorn house. <laughs> so your ambitions and your career, how you make your mark, goals, public life, and recognition. Yeah. See, I have nothing so, on the 10th. I'm going nowhere. I also have nothing <laughs> on So that's why, as Billy was saying before, when we were hinting to the 10th house, yes. Travis. So he has his Aries moon in the 10th. And so although he may not have a short temper or anything when he's, like, dealing with me, who's a mess, um, when he's, <laughs> or anyone else, when he's at work, he's, like, very much, like, you either do it, like, if, if you don't do it how I need you to do it, or if you show me disrespect, or if you do any of this, I'm putting my foot down, I'm going to show, like, mm. it's so weird it's talking so to, weird to, like, know Travis, and then know him at work, weird. like, because he'll tell me about things that he does at work, and, yeah, I'm, and just I'm like, like who uh, are you? yeah, I'm just like, oh, that's a little. That don't you think that that was a little rude, or don't you think? Are you a little bit short tempered? Yeah, I'm like, it's so not you. And then when we were at my gender reveal, um, he had people from his work there, and then I said, oh yeah, he's an Aries, Aries moon, and we were kind of talking about that, and then she was like, oh yeah, Travis has the shortest temper in the world, and I was like, wild. I'm like, oh, wild. Also. With his Aries impulsiveness, he'll like make a career decision and mm. then just be like, I'm going to focus on making that decision and not think about anything else and think about the big picture of it all. I'm just going to make that decision and do it kind of kind of thing. Yeah. Like at the moment he wants to be in the army and that's all he can think about and all that he can focus on. Last year it was the police force. Mm. And he, yeah. The 10th house, I feel like. If you have someone with a lot in the 10th and the 2nd, which... Wait, you can continue what you... If you have someone with a lot of in the 10th and the 2nd and, like, they're probably going to be someone that's very work-orientated, very ambitious, very career-orientated, they probably don't have much time for relationships because they're too busy focusing on themselves and getting what they what they need and all of that. Um, so if you're looking... If you're a sugar baby looking for a sugar daddy... <laughs> I would probably look for someone with a lot in the tent because they'll probably be so busy focusing on their career that they won't even notice that you're stealing their money. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that makes so much sense. I have a friend who has so much in Capricorn in the tent is fucking ridiculous. If you've got, like, your signs and your houses matching up, it's, like, just amplified it so it's much. Support because, yeah, because it's... The Capricorn is where the Capricorn sign wants to be. Yeah. And then that's where it lives. Does she have Saturn in there? No, she's got Saturn in her 12th and Pisces. Yeah, so um, if you have, uh, say, for example, as we're talking about now, um, so Capricorn, sorry, the 10th house is the Capricorn house. Mm-hmm. So that's where Capricorn loves to be. Mm. It's itself there. It's and like major block beach. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, so that's like where it loves to be. So... If oh, I just I just realized now who you're talking about. And so she's got Pisces Saturn in the twelfth. Yeah, it and is. her Saturn returns so soon. Yeah, it is. Oh, I know. Is it in retrograde? No. Oh, thank fuck, thank God. Oh, that's that's yeah. so cute. That makes me love her even more. And her moon is in Scorpio in the seventh. 
She's like literally the sweetest person in the world. Literally. She's so like comes off protective of you. Sun oh yeah. Like, Suns and Sagittarius in the ninth. Mm. Which I don't understand the ninth yet. Which makes sense because, because you don't have anything in there. And it's the Sagittarius one. I really wanna just understand Sagittarius because I feel like every single Sag is so different. Literally. The Sag that I think about is like frolicking in the forest. Like, mm. I want to be free. I want to travel. I'm but gonna... then, like, the Sages that you see are like the, the most common charts that I see that are Sages are murderers. <laughs> or, people, yeah. like, Sagittarius Moon. Beck, I wouldn't. I would not be like, oh, yeah, she's a Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, she's a Scorpio beach. Yeah. It was, she's a Scorpio moon. Scorpio capstellium. But I was always so confused because her, she's Sagittarius sun, Scorpio moon, Aries rising, which yeah. I didn't understand for a while. But now I see her with people. I'm just like, oh, you are an Aries she's, rising. She's an entertainer. She is. And like, she doesn't know it. No, she's so, so, so good. Like, because I've hung out when it's just, like, the three of us yeah. and stuff, and we have, like, a great time. Mm-hmm. But whenever there's, like, other people there, she's, like, the life of the party. Exactly. And she always knows what to say. Like, I'm the type of person where I'll make a joke and it won't land. <laughs> and then I'll be awkward for the rest of the night. But her jokes hit. Yeah. Like, whenever she says anything, it always lands. And yeah. I'm just so jealous. No wonder she's, so, like, because she's a boss bitch. Like, she is a boss bitch. She's, Look at all that She's cap. so I just can't believe how like, how ahead she is in her work life. Well, yeah, but the thing is, she doesn't think she's ahead. I think she's, like, she's soaring. If she, she just thrives on that shit, where if I was in that position, I'd be like, get me out! Yeah, um, so, you know how I'm really, really impatient? Yes. Um, so, I sent her a photo, because, like, now that I'm 18, 18 weeks and a few oh, days. Now that you're 18 years old, I'm like, like um, you're I'm older than that. that. <laughs> um... I can, like, look up what a baby looks like at that age, like, oh. born. Um, not just, like, the little cartoons or, like, comparing it to the avocado. <laughs> yeah. And so I sent mum a photo of, like, what an 18-week-old fetus looks like. Oh, God. Um, Show me. The baby. So cute. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like an alien. It's Ew, adorable. Is skin? Yeah, the skin's still Why transparent. Please, that's my child. No, it's not. It, well, that's what it well, looks I like mean, right now. Not specifically your child, but um. But I said to her, "This is what it looks like right now. How wild! It's it's like waiting to your birthday to open a present, except <laughs> if you open it too early, it dies." <laughs> and then I said, <laughs> "And then I said, so you have to wait. You can't open it early, but it's not too long, and you'll be able to open it, and it won't die." And then she says... Isn't that just the most Scorpio thing you've ever heard? No, no, and then I'll continue. Your poor mom. Yeah, she's like, sometimes you just have to wait. Good things are worth the wait. <laughs> like, because she didn't want to call me a suck fat. Yeah. And then I said... What's her moon again? Uh, her moon is in the first house of Aquarius. Hmm. I said, yeah, but it'd be so cute to hold its little hand. I said, I could not be a marsupial. I would play with them too much. <laughs> grow in the pouch yeah. and you can like see, you can them, see them growing yeah. and they look like a little jelly bean. Yeah. When I was probably six or five or six, mm. I got fish, killed them within a day because I uh, watched them. Oh no, I'd get them out of the tank and play them. <laughs> <gasps> I 
Anyway, uh, here another Scorpio story about my brother. Oh God. Um. So we lived on a horse farm, and one of the owners came out to look at his horse. And whenever you're around horses, you should always wear covered in shoes. He was wearing thongs. The horse came up, stepped on his foot, and he lost his toe. And my brother, when he was little, he always used to come up with the best puns. Oh, yeah. But, like, he didn't realise that they were hilarious. Hilarious or morbid? I'll leave it up to you. Um, He grabbed the guy's toe, kept the toe, and then he put it in his truck and was driving around with the toe in the truck. And he said, look, it's my toe truck. And he was pretending because the guy was going to take the toe to the hospital so then they could stitch it back on. But he just but, took it. But no, then, then he was like, oh, but Ryan's having so much fun with the toe. I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> wow. So that's, so that's um, what, if, if anyone's having a Scorpio child, that's what, Look to, out. what to expect. <laughs> and, then, and then we had a horse that lost its eye. And he carried the the eye the lens of the eye around, and he would just carry around. Ew, he's <laughs> such a Scorpio. With that's the so lens. He's like, it's my pet lens. I named him Little Ryan, <laughs> and Ryan's his name. <laughs> he also kept deer hearts in our fridge. <laughs> he was really. He oh, was such a Scorpio. <laughs> You've met my brother. I have. He was wearing a very loud <laughs> outfit. <laughs> So many patterns. Yeah. He's, he's 16. Still can't dress himself. Yeah, definitely. I, didn't, I was like, I so wanted to say something. but Because I was like, you know when you're in that awkward situation where you're like, you know this, this is person, your first encounter, but you don't know them, but like you want to say something to make them like you. Because I'm like, oh, this is Billy's brother. Like, yeah. got to make her whole family love me. Because her mum already hates me. She loves you. <laughs> I told her that she, lo- I told you that she said that she loves you. You just think that she hates you. Because you knew the gender of the baby before she did. I know. <laughs> so she secretly does hate me. She likes me, but she she has that resentment there for me. If you're listening, Billy's mum, send me a text if you hate me. Or if you don't hate me, send me a text. Well, she doesn't have your number. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so let's move on. Sorry. Sorry, I got distracted. That's all right. We went on a rant, as we always do. So we're on to the 11th house. The 11th house. Is Aquarius. Aquarius, which I always forget about as well. Um, so it's friends, social circles, groups and clubs, wishes and spiritual aspirations. It's about community. Because you know what I think. Um, you know how we struggle to understand like Aquarius, Aquarius and Sagittarius. I feel like it's because those are the last six. So they're the ones that more focus on community, so it's not as individual to start off with. And we're, yes. like, because we're both, we're, like, both wanting to know what the individual level yeah, is Yeah, like we're more like, on the individual level. Yeah. And also I think because I have, like, most of my placements are in the first house mm-hmm. and the seventh, so I'm like, that's as far as I go with that. But you've got quite a bit in the ninth and other community houses. Um, do you want more than me. I don't have anything in the 11th. Oh, I put my Chiron in Virgo in the 11th. Oh, you've got Vi- Virgo in the 11th. Yeah. Aquarius energy is all about, like, invention, benefits the community kind of type things. Like, they're the ones creating green energy and all of that type of stuff. 
That's why it's very exciting us coming into the age of Aquarius. Oh, I'm so very sorry. Soon. Doesn't we've got a few things going into Aquarius this December, don't we? I'm not good with mundane astrology. You're the mundane lady. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I, I love. Some I love. Like mundane astrology excites me so much, but I don't remember things. Yeah. My, I've got like severe baby brain, so I don't remember what's going where what times and all of that, which is just, like, so important for Monday astrology. But I don't have baby brain. Mine's just a sieve. <laughs> I always wonder if it's, like, trauma. Because <laughs> I was always confused <laughs> when, you know, people would go through a bunch of trauma and then they wouldn't remember. I'm like, how can you not remember? It's, like, hectic. It's so traumatic. <laughs> it's so traumatic. How do you not remember? And now I'm just like, oh. Yeah, you don't remember half of the things that happened I don't, to you. I don't remember the last four months of my life, honestly. Because, yeah. yeah, you don't even remember. Well, like, I'll be like, oh, remember that time you got robbed at knife point? You're like, what? <laughs> I'm like, oh, that yeah. sounds like a crazy hectic thing <laughs> yeah. that would happen to someone. I just forget about it all the time, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that did happen. Yeah. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I feel like I went through that phase between, like, 13 and... Like, still going. <laughs> yeah, it's still happening. Every time I think that, like, I'm past trauma, it's, yeah. it just, it, another thing happens. And it then it's, it they sub again. It somehow is always more traumatic than yeah. the last. You think, oh, okay. It, it's been pretty bad. I think, I think I'm out of, out of the woods, you know? Do you want to know? Not. You want to know? So, Travis was listening to a Kanye interview with Joe Rogan. Why, Travis? It's disgusting. Why would you? <laughs> I love how you just looked at the skies. <laughs> Why? Um. So, and he was saying, well, Travis just listens to Joe Rogan podcast, but um, he was saying how um he prayed or something that he didn't want to feel pain anymore, and like was trying to never feel pain again. Kanye or Kanye? Yeah. And then his mum died, <laughs> and he said. And then he's like, no, now I don't feel pain anymore because nothing hurts as much as the – because Kanye and his mum were really, really close. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I, I definitely feel that. Like, I feel like it's like if you have, like, a cut on your hand and then someone, like, give and you have, like, a bruise on your knee, it's like you don't feel the bruise because you're, like, dealing with the cut on your hand mm-hmm. kind of thing. So I feel like it's the same with, like, emotional trauma. Sometimes you'll just go through something so – so traumatic mm-hmm. that like you getting robbed at knife point like wasn't a big yeah. deal. Everyone was like, Are you okay? Yeah, like, oh my god, do you need you, to go home? Yeah, they were trying to send you home from work. Yeah, and I was like, fine. Yeah, you're like, oh, I've already I, forgotten about it. Like, can I just go get a coffee? Yeah. Like I was like, yes, I get to go to the police station and like not do work for a couple of hours, but then I stay back at work anyway. Yeah, so Elise literally took a traumatic experience <laughs> and was like, Oh yeah, I get paid to go fill out a police report that's yeah. fun like, that sounds lit mm. didn't want to be here anyway. and she told she told the police that he was carrying a butter knife and yeah it wasn't it wasn't a butter knife guys <laughs> no, no she was like she's like oh yeah it was like only like a little butter knife it wasn't even a big deal and then they looked at the security cameras and it was like a steak knife as long as your forearm and <laughs> i think i was just like i was more concentrated on the fact that you had to give him money and open the cash not register. really it was more like I was looking at his face and, and, like, not wanting to look at the knife to be, like, 
I know it's there. Like I knew it was there, so I didn't need to look directly at it. But I think if I looked at the knife, I probably would have been a bit more freaked out. And the guy was an idiot anyway because he literally went and hit up every single store in like Elisa's like strip mall kind of thing. Mm. And like if he just left the scene after he did the first robbery, he would have gotten away. But instead he just kept on going next door and next door and next yeah. door. So the first all the person... stores called us and all like came into and we were, they were like, hey, have you been hit? like hit yet and we're like yep (laughs) yeah and like the first store obviously would have called the police so Mm -hmm. he already had his clock counting down but he's like nah but i don't think he got much at the first couple places but apparently he was was robbering like bakeries yeah (laughs) and organic stores and stuff and no one pays by cash yeah literally like he did it did he do it before corona yeah, it was before Corona. Oh, okay. So yeah. some people were paying with cash. But. Yeah, but it wasn't a lot. Mm-hmm. But although I remember thinking that day, because usually it gets up to a certain amount, and then sometimes if it's a lot, we, like, move it. Yeah. Um, but I remember just being like that day, oh, there's a lot of 50s there. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit more than, like, usual. And then, yeah, and it was so weird, like, side note, randomly going on a tangent, but it was so weird because literally the whole day I had been doing computer stuff like the whole day and it was like like only 10 minutes before my lunch and so I was like oh I'm just gonna like do a bit of a pull forward like you know do something different as soon like five minutes barely five minutes after I leave front he's there like I think I would have been more concerned in if, the back if watching someone else watching it well, not even else. not even watching someone else like I mean it's probably best that it happens to me and not anyone else because I don't think anyone else would have been able to yeah, you just, just be as chill. <laughs> like, um, but, yeah, I mean, everyone was being, like, hating on him, and I was like, oh, you know, that's not good. Hating, hating on him. Yeah, hating the on him. The criminal. Yeah, but I was like, oh, like, I didn't feel threatened. <laughs> Even though he had a knife. He didn't directly point it at me, and I think that's why I was like, whatever. Um, You're like, oh, I've been in a worse situation. Yeah, literally. I was like, oh, okay. Like, I'm just like, dude, yeah, that's fine. Just let me get the money out for you. You know, we should be saving uh, all of these conversations for the next episode. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, maybe I can edit it. Anyways, we're on to the last house. The 12th house. 12th house. The Pisces house. The house that scares the living shit out of me every it day. scares the living shit out of me. So the 12th house is regeneration. It is self-sabotage, fear, your dreams, your inner self, secret, self-transcendence, meditation, and connection. So I like to call the 12th house the house of murky waters. Oh, I like to call it the house of death. <laughs> That's the 8th house. The one, yeah. the, it, no, the, the 8th house is death. The 12th house, house is, rebirth, is rebirth, but it's also the unknown, the underworld. So you're dead and now you're in the 12th house. Just yeah. chilling. So I have my Saturn and my Jupiter in retrograde in Taurus in the 12th house. So Saturn and Jupiter. Yeah. Both of, like, the two return things that fuck people over mm. I've got in the 12th, and they're both in retrograde, so it just makes it even, even worse. And so I just have a theory that because my dad, his Saturn is in Taurus as well. Should you be saying this on the podcast considering your mom's story? I've already told my mom Oh, this. okay. I'm pretty sure my Saturn turned my dad's going to come up. That's my theory. I think I think that that's what's going to, to happen. I'm putting it out there into the universe. Probably not. <laughs> Probably <laughs> you're manifesting it now. Yeah, well, I don't have any. I have Juno in um, Libra in my 12th. Oh, you're, you've got Libra in the 12th. That's kind of cool. 
<laughs> yeah, the twelfth the twelfth house is the spooky house. Whenever I see someone with a lot of things in the twelfth, I'm like, ooh. I'm just like, how do you live? Yeah, I'm just like, oh, there's there's some deep rooted issues that I don't know about. Yeah, literally. So the fact that I'm supposedly and not by supposedly, that's a bad word, but we're not sure about the specific time of birth. But um, the person I'm seeing has a <laughs> Gemini Mercury in the twelfth. And let me just tell you. No, he's not. It's not in Gemini, is it? What? It is. Oh. <laughs> exactly. So that's what I'm dealing with at the moment. Yeah, no. Um, I didn't really think about the effects of having Mercury in the 12th until I saw it in him. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Mercury in the 12th people just don't know how to communicate. Well, no, they don't know. It's not that they don't know how to communicate. They just don't communicate. Yeah, it's a lot of internal thoughts, but no actual... He's also got his Mars in Gemini in the 12th as well. Interesting. I don't... But see, Mars isn't really... Time. Mars isn't really a placement that you see in the 12th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's more... I feel like it's more like the Saturn... Like, a lot of people have their Saturn in the 12th. I, like, mm-hmm. I, I will... I just see the Saturn in the 12th a lot. And Venus... Venus in the 12th house for creates a lot of sexual frustration mm, as we know by our serial killers yeah the 12th house is very interesting mm, i'm glad i don't have anything in my 12th i'm actually kind of surprised you don't have anything in your 12th you said too. you don't have anything in your 8th either no that's kind of uh, like i see you as like a but i guess i guess you're a scorpio stellium so yeah and also i do have a lot in my 7th which is like Oh, just uh, as as we've said, I'm very pessimistic about the twelfth house just because I'm scared of Saturn. Um, so I just automatically assume the worst of the twelfth house. But it can also represent um like intuition. Mm-hmm. So like if someone has a lot of things in the twelfth, it can also mean that they're very very spiritual yes. and stuff as well. Um, it's like like Elise said, it's like after you die in the underworld. So it's like they can have good connections with like people that have passed and all of that type mm. of stuff as well. Yeah. Um, obviously, depending on what planetary bodies and stuff are in there as well. Yes. So, anyways, that was our house episode. Sorry if we were a little bit blah blah Yeah, I feel like we um, need another coffee. We definitely need another coffee with a few shots in there. Yeah, and I, won't get, I won't get a few shots. I'll just have a single shot coffee. She'll get a decaf. Yeah, I'll get a decaf coffee, not trying to make my Aries baby any more caffeinated. You really need to stop saying that it's an Aries baby because you don't want an Aries baby. No, you can't say that. What if what if it is an Aries baby? Then and that's the podcast. Um, I just out. I just didn't realize how close I could be to having a Taurus baby. I know Taurus babies are the best. <laughs> but my psychic told me I won't go overdue, so I'm more committed to having a an Aries, baby. Aries or a Pisces. But I'd have to be quite a lot early mm. to have a Pisces. We'll find out. Mm. We'll find out on the next episode. Stay tuned (laughs) to find out whether I have a Pisces, an Aries, or a Taurus. Interesting. All right. Well, or whether or whether my impatience grows and I and I take the baby out. (laughs) (laughs) It's got way more than real far. That's what happens when you deal with. It is. I told you it was gonna get weird. The spoons and Scorpio. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Um, ne- next fortnight we need to stop setting <sighs> high expectations. Next fortnight we'll see you guys next fortnight. Hopefully, might be 
next month. Who knows? We'll yeah. see how it goes. We're spontaneous. And may the stars be forever in your favour.